0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose.
1: This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake
2: yo goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like it just came out of the basement.
1: TMA with Nick Hamilton. You
3: know what I'm saying? Thank you because now! <laughs>
1: Now we bring out our buddy Nick Hamilton. What's going on, good people? Welcome to a new edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope you had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week on this episode of TMA. We'll be talking about the Eastern Conference Finals, the showdown between the Bucks and the Hawks. Also, we'll get into the Suns, and the Clippers. Is it a wrap for the Clippers? Mm. Or will it be? All that plus, we'll get into some more topics uh, as it pertains to Chauncey Billups, Jason Kidd, all that and more here on TMA with Nick Hamilton. Now, what you have to do and I would like for you to do is please follow me on all social media platforms. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Nick Hamilton LA, and also on Twitter At Nick Hamilton two one three. Also, make sure you check out your gateway to sports, pop culture, tech, and lifestyle at www.nightcastmedia.com. All right, y'all. So, listen the Eastern Conference finals. Now, we know the Atlanta Hawks, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Atlanta Hawks have been a sensational story, especially in the Eastern Conference, as far as all they've had to go through, the adversity, the times they were counted out. I told you all last week I counted them out, so I had to apologize to the Atlanta Hawks nation and the fan base and to the Atlanta Hawks because I did count them out. I didn't think they would get this far this season. I thought it would be more along the lines of a Brooklyn Nets, Sixers, or maybe Brooklyn in, in Milwaukee. Uh, I had no idea the, the the strength and the level of stability that is within the Hawks' locker room. I mean, we know how great Trey Young is. We know Ice Trey is the guy who he is and what he's been through as far as doing things, <clears throat> excuse me, that he's had to go through as far as this getting there, always being counted out, you know, playing with that 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 chip on his shoulder that he needs to play with in order to be the great uh, individual that he is. We know there was controversy at, at draft day when it's, when they swapped out Luka Doncic for Trey Young and who would have the better career. Well, as of right now, it seems to be Trey Young has the the better career for now. Now again, we don't we can't prognosticate the future. We don't know what's going to happen 5 years from now. Hopefully both players will be healthy enough to get into their primes and then we can really see what they're going to do in their primes. But I will say this much, Trey Young cannot do it by himself. And Trey Young is going to have to get help. Now, this is an excellent recruiting tool. If he was if we were in the college ranks, this would be the greatest recruiting tool of all time. Because you can see what can be done just with one individual. Now, imagine if you had more top-tier talent, how far you could get. Maybe a championship. Well, in the NBA, this is going to have to serve as serve as, excuse me, serve, rather, as their recruiting video. Because they're going to have to get some more top-tier talent in the city of Atlanta and with the Atlanta Hawks. Because there's no way that Trey Young is going to keep this up his entire career. He's going to fall shorter than the midget at the urinal. I keep telling you all that. This is not going to work for him. This, Even though as great as he is, he's got to have some help. Kobe, as great as he was, needed help. LeBron James, as great as he is, needs help. The great, the GOAT himself, Michael Jordan, needed help in order to get over certain humps and get to a championship level. And that's exactly what's going to have to happen with Trey Young. Trey Young is a phenomenal player. I love his grit. I love his attitude. I love the shimmy. Some of y'all don't like it, but who cares? I think it's great. I think it's fun. And it brings an excitement to to a level of basketball that we've been needing, especially with all these injuries and teams that we thought were supposed to make it aren't making it. Now, is the NBA completely happy? I'm sure they're not because the premier series is Brooklyn and, and Philly or Brooklyn and the Milwaukee Bucks. Those are the money series. Of course, on the West Coast, we know the Lakers are out of it. No, there's no Golden State with Steph Curry. So, yeah, it's a decline. But it's still a great story, nonetheless, on the West Coast when it comes to certain entities um, as it pertains to um, getting over the hump. I mean, you got you got Chris Paul, you have, uh, you know, Paul George, you have Devin Booker. We see seeing the emergence of DeAndre Ayton. So there's a lot of different story factors that go along with that. However, getting back to the Atlanta Hawks. They got to step up. They were blown out in game two. They had the lead in game three, lost the lead, and that's just inexperience. As I told you guys before, when we saw the last series against the Philadelphia 76ers in game six, their inability to close out a team. They're learning. They're learning on the fly, learning on the curve, as it were. And to me, somebody's got to step up. Trey Young in game three had 35 points, followed by uh, Collins, who had 13 and you had Danilo Gallinari, who had 18. Where the hell was Clint Capella? You have eight points and 11 boards. And what, 28 minutes of work? That's not going to get it done. So where the hell is Clint Capella been? And I told you guys, the best player on the Milwaukee Bucks is not Giannis. It's Chris Middleton. It's Chris Middleton. He's been proving it throughout the entire playoff series. It's Chris Middleton. Giannis is still stuck at a level where he chooses to be because he's comfortable. And anytime you have somebody that's comfortable, that's not going to get you to the mountaintop. Chris Middleton, thank God, Milwaukee fans should be giving him free meals for the rest of his life as long as he's in Milwaukee because he is the reason why the Milwaukee Bucks are up 2-1 in this series. It's not Giannis. And Giannis is a good player. I'm not saying he's not. But for a guy that you all deem as the Greek freak, the superstar that you everybody thinks that he is and believes that he is, Chris Middleton has been out playing him and been carrying the load, which he shouldn't be carrying the load. The person that should be carrying the load is Giannis. And Giannis has been doing a piss poor job carrying the load. I don't understand it. This guy is complacent. I've listened to his speeches. I've listened to his conversations. This guy is complacent. This is not the leader that I would want to be leading me into a war or to a series talking like that. You might as well wave the damn white flag. Well, I mean, uh, well, guys, hopefully we'll win. But, you know, we're going to try. We're going to give it the old school try. I I don't want to hear that. You know what I want to hear? We're going to go in here. We're going to annihilate these dudes. To the hell with them. To the hell with them. F them as a record label staff and as a crew. And if you down with them, then F you too. That's the mentality I want to hear. I want that Kobe Bryant, that Michael Jordan, that Allen Iverson. I want that type of mentality. I want that Steph Curry. I'm going I'm to kill you from the, from the the seat from the floor seats. That's what I want. I don't want this in. I want this Chris Paul. Like, no, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna get him. I'm I'm gonna talk, If I'm not there, I'm talking to you on, on a FaceTime call. Like we saw him do with Devin Booker in game one. That's a real leader. Kevin Durant out there. No man, come on, I'm gonna put the team on my back. I'm gonna drop, I'm gonna drop a triple-double and damn near drop 50. And then I'm going to get you into overtime for game seven while we're at home. That's the leader. Not this, oh, well, we'll see what happens. You're tippy-toeing, sitting there walking on eggshells like you shook, like you you just seen Suge Knight in the 90s. I don't want to hear that. I want you to go in there and annihilate this team. Even if you are, let's say you're down 2-1 or down 3-1. I want to hear that. I want to hear that confidence. You could be tied too, too. I still want to hear that confidence in you. I don't hear that in, in, in Giannis. I just don't. And I'm not knocking him, I'm not bashing him. I'm just saying this is the easiest way he's ever gotten to a championship because of injuries. Because we all know if the Brooklyn Nets were healthy and the Sixers were healthy, it'd be a different ball game. We know this. But injuries happen. That's part of sports. That's part of basketball. Hey, man, Giannis got through it. He remained injury-free thus far, and I hope he he, he remains injury-free. I don't wish anything bad on him. But let's not forget, if he does win a chip, he'd be the luckiest championship that I've ever seen him, somebody win. Do we put an asterisk on that? Do we really count that as a championship for him? Because I ultimately said, when well, he re-signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. He wasn't winning a championship because they won. They were financially strapped. And two, he got no help. He got no help. He got zero help with that financially strapped roster. And I'm not all high on the coach either. And where the hell is Drew Holiday being? And Drew Holiday is an incredible point guard. The man is phenomenally talented. Where the hell has he been? I told you all, Giannis has got. If you want Giannis to be that star on the court, he's got to go spend two weeks with Dream and two weeks with Tim Duncan. I'm gonna say it until it until it until it happens. Maybe I'm willing into the atmosphere. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Bucks fans, you're welcome. Maybe I'm willing into the universe. Maybe my voice can telepathic. I have some type of telepathy. And some telepathic abilities to sit there and, and get this to Giannis, and maybe put it in his brain, or people or that know Giannis to put it in their brains to get it, get the message to him. Maybe I can sit in air pigeon style and get him some post moves and a nice eighteen to twenty foot consistent jumper. Maybe we can start with that. You gonna go talk to Dream and talk to the one of the most fundamentally sound. One of the best power forwards we have ever played the game in Tim Duncan. Spend two weeks with each of them and watch Giannis improve if he continues to work on his his game. Watch him improve dramatically. Just watch. But Chris Middleton should not be the focal point of this story. And I'm I'm not dissing Chris Middleton by any stretch. I think Chris Middleton can play. But he's playing like the alpha. And Giannis is playing like the beta. Even though Giannis, I know Giannis had... Listen, before you come at me, I know Giannis had 33-11, which is great. He's been playing. But Chris Middleton had 38. And he's been the engine on this team. You can deny that all you want to. Facts are the facts. So, hey. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, the Atlanta Hawks can tie it up because, damn it, I don't want NBA Finals where somebody has to go to Milwaukee. I'd rather go to Atlanta and give me some wings. And I'd rather be in Phoenix, at least in the Valley of the Sun. At least on the West Coast. And speaking of that, what the hell happened with the Los Angeles Clippers and the Phoenix Suns in Game 4? Goodness gracious. My producer, Jake... And I were at that game. We had to witness that atrocious basketball. My God, was that not the worst sound, lack of sound game that we've ever witnessed, especially in the second half, in the fourth quarter especially. I believe the fourth quarter is about 40 minutes long. The whole game itself is supposed to be 48 minutes. It was 71 to 70 for three minutes and 35 seconds before either somebody on, uh, on either team scored. The third quarter, if I may backtrack the taste, the third quarter is when the Clippers really had a successful third quarter and kept it within arm's distance. Terrence man went on a tear. The Clippers got got busy in the paint, and then the fourth quarter just—it seemed like it just everything just fell the hell apart. And I don't understand. The Clippers had ample opportunities to win this game and tie this series up two-two, to put the to 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 take a command to be able to take a commanding lead in Game Five, and they didn't do it. And then we look at what happens on Monday night. This is why I'm saying the Clippers had ample opportunities throughout this series to either go up three-one or tie two-two. They had an opportunity to win Game Two. They had an opportunity. They did they did extremely well in Game Three. Blew them out. Zubak dominated DeAndre Ayton in that game. Okay, they were crashing the boards. They played like the Los Angeles Clippers have played in the previous two series against Dallas and Utah, even without Kawhi Leonard. And say what you want about Paul George, but Paul George is the reason why they are in the Western Conference Finals. He did put that team on their back. Now, he took on the spirit of Ben Simmons at the free throw line, but he did put that team on his back enough to be able to say, hey, I got this franchise for the first time ever in history to the Western Conference Finals. And hey, they didn't get swept. They did win it. They did win. But what I'm saying is. You cost yourself an opportunity. And then look what happened in game five. You didn't think that crowd in game five was going to be amped as well as they were. Did you not see Diana Taurasi on Sunday during the Mercury game against the Sparks when her speech at the end was Suns in five and led the chant? You don't think them Phoenix Suns fans were already hyped up? It was... I would i would say probably... It was probably 40% Phoenix Suns fans in Staples Center. Because every time I, I went to the bathroom, I'm thinking this, the Clippers went on a run. Nope. It's the Phoenix Suns. And then you hear Clipper fans chanting for the team especially loud in that third quarter I mean shout out to them for hyping up the, the fan base because Fat Man Scoop is the ultimate hype master I could do without seeing him take off his shirt but shout out to Fat Man Scoop I love Fat Man Scoop I saw him uh, when he was coming in the tunnel that during game 4 good dude man really good dude but hey man this Phoenix Suns team is a different is a different beast. Even with Chris Paul being out those those couple of games because of kofi related reasons, this Phoenix Suns team is a different beast. They're younger, they're more athletic. They like to get up and down. They control the tempo like they did in Game Four. They control the tempo, and they have a sense of belief that you can't touch now. You gave them that strength. Now you got to look in the mirror. You're the Los Angeles Clippers. And I'll get into the show later. Is kawash to the lock to come back to Los Angeles. I'll give you my take on that. Because you may be surprised at what I have to say. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But I know the Clippers are going to be on eggshells in the offseason. They going to have the bubble guts. Wondering what if he loves me? He loves me not holding hands, kicking cans. We'll see. That's what the Clippers are going to say. Does Kawhi love us? He loves us not. So we'll see. But I can't wait for the NBA finals, man. But please, Lord, please let the Atlanta Hawks win this series. Please. I need some lemon pepper Lou wings. I don't want to go, I don't want to smell bratwurst and beer and old cheese. I don't want to smell that. Smell like old feet. All right, y'all, coming up on the other side of the break, we will get into what is going on in the world of the NBA head coaching circuit. And we'll also get into what's going on with Kawhi Leonard. Is he a lock to come back in? All that and more. Coming up on the other side of the break, you're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned.
3: Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go.
1: This is Tua Tungle by Loan. Yo, Sway Callaway. This
3: is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grock and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. serious XM, yeah.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
5: We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
2: Good morning, Amigo.
5: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam Radio.
0: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, See what you can do online at SocialSecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really... Get up in the morning. and Go. What's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't. It won't. Impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, is possible. What are you telling? You tell them. You, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand. What it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you, you know, this is what it's all about.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, good people. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at NickHamilton213 and on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA. Now, before I get into my next topic, Trey Young's got a ankle, As we all know, he's going to definitely have to overcome that adversity. And if they can overcome that, like I said, I think they still have a, a fighting chance in the series against the milwaukee bucks but we will see because at the time that we had spoken about it he was in some pain so good luck to trey young i hope he heals up enough to be able to play his type of game and be able to, to give the hawks a fighting chance in the series the Clippers. there were reports that have come out upset with the clippers medical staff according to uh nbc sports i believe online and To me, I don't know how much validity there is to this story. I haven't heard anything. I've talked to a couple of people that are are more connected into the organization. They haven't really heard a whole lot about that. But here's the thing. Kawhi has never trusted team medical staffs. We We can go back to the San Antonio Spurs days when he decided to get his own opinion versus the San Antonio Spurs medical staff. Same thing with the Toronto Raptors. He's always been very cautious. He's always been cognizant of his health and his body. So this is not, this is not anything new. I'm not really concerned about quote-unquote alleged reports like that. I'm more concerned about is Kawhi going to come back? And if you're the Los Angeles Clippers, you got to wonder that too. Because what do you say to Kawhi Leonard? Remember I told you people weeks ago. They would have to make the NBA finals to have a very strong conviction to feel like, all right, we got Kawhi, we good. All we need, we give it, give them our pitch. Say, hey, we need maybe one player short. We can all run it back. We got the coaching staff. Yes, you're going to lose Chauncey Billups. But you can bring in somebody else as well. That's, That's just as good. Ty Lue is a good coach. I'm not going to take anything away from Ty. He is the master of adjustments. We've seen that throughout these playoff series. He's done as well as you can do for a head coach as far as making adjustments, dealing with the injuries he's had to deal with, with Serge Ibaka and Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris Sr. So I give Ty a lot of credit. And in, in, in his first year as the Clippers head coach, it helped him to be on the bench when Doc was there because he was he was able to build a camaraderie and a chemistry with guys like Paul George and Kawhi and Pat Bev, you know, and, and watching T Man grow up and, and Luke Kennard and those guys. It's been it's been definitely been been an, an an asset, not a liability. And I think that's aided him in the way he's been able to coach this Clippers team. But when it comes to Kawhi Leonard. Are you that confident and that sure? Now, I think the Clippers have a phenomenal front office. Lawrence Frank and those guys. Jerry West. I, I love the ownership. Obviously, I think the ownership is fantastic. But is that enough to keep Kawhi here? Because as I told you, Kawhi Leonard has options. Even with the knee injury. And the Clippers have... have Been very, very cautious on the information that they put out regarding Kawhi Leonard. They've actually given Kawhi everything he's asked for. Hell, he was in a suite watching the game. When Doc was here, he was coming to and from practice. They've given him everything he's asked for, pretty much from my understanding. So now Kawhi, This this franchise has gotten to the Western Conference Finals. And I said earlier, Paul George is the main reason why they got there, but we can't negate the fact that Kawhi helped him get there as well. His play throughout the regular season, his play in the playoffs until he was unfortunately injured, that was Kawhi Leonard. So he has a much of a a hand in this as much as Paul George does. The only difference is Paul George is still playing. Now, have they had a healthy Kawhi Leonard? They may be up three, they may have been up 3-1 at the time and may be able to close out a series. But that's not the case. So what do you say to Kawhi Leonard? Do you tell Kawhi Leonard, "Mm, hey, look, Kawhi, you got us to the Western Conference Finals. We're building. We're getting there. We're one piece away, maybe two, to get to the NBA finals and to win it all. Because Kawhi's here to win a championship, in case you haven't noticed. And he has options. He can go back east. He can go to the Miami Heat. East is a little bit easier, easier easier, conference than the West. Probably get to the finals faster. The West is going to be loaded, even next year. Because every, everybody's going to be looking at what Golden State is going to do in the offseason. Between those draft picks, Andrew Wiggins, Kelly Oubre, Everybody's going to watch with, with Golden State, because Golden State also knows they're in a, sim- a similar predicament. How long can they hold on to Steph Curry? Now, I'm under the impression that Steph Curry is going to, I believe in Joe Latham when he said Steph Curry is going to finish out his career. In the Bay Area. And I do believe that. Because it goes deeper than basketball for Steph Curry. Steph Curry, the man versus Steph Curry, the entity. Steph Curry is an entity. He's a brand. That transcends the levels of basketball. That's why I, I laugh at people when they talk about, oh, Steph Curry's going to leave. Why would he stay there and play? Because, fool, it's not just about basketball. It's deeper than that. This is a business. He is an entity. He's a, cor- he's a walking corporation. He is a money attractor. People love to invest in him and what he's done for the community of Oakland. And continues to do for the communities of Oakland and the Bay Area communities. And the same thing with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard's done quite a bit since he's been here with the L.A. Clippers in the the communities of of L.A. and the Inland Empire out there in Moe Valley, which is Riverside County, for those of you that are outside of Southern California. So he's done done a lot of work. But is that enough to keep him here? I'm not so sure. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep Kawhi Leonard. I thought they had a stronger chance because of the injury, because he has an obligation and an opportunity to opt out of his contract to seek more money and a better deal. Now, does he do that because of the injury? I thought, hey, man, you know, he may be hesitant to do that now because of his knee injury. But no, that's not going to stop him. Kawhi's going to do whatever he wants to do. Him and Uncle Dennis will get together if they haven't already and figure things out. And nobody knows what's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard. I got proven that when we were going through that whole rigmarole between him, the Raptors, and the Lakers. And I had inside information. And it switched in a matter of of hours. Because like I said before, my intel was accurate when it said that he was headed to the Lakers. And at one point he was because the Clippers were out, were done in the water. Because he gave them an ultimatum. If you can't do this, I'm not coming. And they were scrambling trying to figure things out. He was scheduled to meet with people at New Balance who were going to design and show the shoe design of him in Laker colors. I still stand by that. But then things switched. He met with Paul George. The, he told the Clippers that, hey, you got Paul George. Can you, you want him? Yeah. And there you have it. The rest, as they say, is history. I was there at the press conference. So we don't know what the hell Le, Le, uh, excuse me, Kawhi Leonard is going to do. And neither do you. Only two people that know are Kawhi and Uncle Dennis. And if you're not one of those two people outside of the Clippers organization, I don't give a damn what you have to say. Speaking of players on the move, Dame Dollar. Damian Lillard. Now, we all know that there's been a head coaching change. And there's been talk more than likely, Chauncey Billups, who was announced uh, this morning as a new uh, Blazers head coach. It's going to be a lot going on. Damian Lillard is one of the most loyal dudes I've ever seen. I thought Kevin Garnett was loyal until 08 when he was finally asked for a trade to go to a contender like the Boston Celtics at the time. This dude is the most loyal dude I've ever seen in my life. Like, if that was my friend, I, I, that's the friend I want. Because that dude is going to be loyal to the, to the casket drops. And he's loyal, and that's the part of his personality. That's a part of his character. But there comes a time where loyalty ain't everything. And it's a time to say, you know what? It's been real, but two of them to the side. It's I'm out. It's too rich for my blood. And I think Damian Lillard needs to go to another team that's going to be able to really support him in a way that he needs to be supported. And if that means a trade, then trade them. Now, everybody talks about the Lakers, but what are the Lakers willing to give up? The Lakers don't really have a whole lot to give up. I mean, Kyle Kuzma, maybe KCP. Um, unless you're going to part ways with Taylor Horton Tucker and give up a, a, a future first-rounder and a second-rounder, that's the only thing I, I – if I'm poorly than Neil O'Shea, that's the only thing I'm asking for. I want Taylor Horton Tucker. I'll take Kyle Kuzma. I'll take your first round and your second round. And maybe we'll have a deal. But outside of that, I'm not taking anything less than that. The Clippers, unless you're willing to deal PG, that's not going to work either. And don't tell me about Pat Bev because, no. No. Now, here's an offer I look at. The New Orleans Pelicans. I'm going to tell you why the New Orleans Pelicans. I would send Damian Lillard and Robert Covington for Brandon Ingram. As you know, they're loaded with first-rounders. The Pelicans are loaded. David Griffin loaded them up with first-round picks from the Anthony Davis deal and I think the Drew Holiday deal. They have a lot of first and second-rounders. I would send a bunch of first and second-rounders. Hell, if I had to give up Eric Blesso, I'd give him up too. Because you imagine pairing Damian Lillard with Zion and then building around that team that's nasty not only that if i'm the pelicans and i'm the nba because we all know the nba is going to have a franchise in las vegas in the next couple of few years the pelicans will be the perfect team because now you have two legit stars to sell your franchise in vegas and I do believe the Pelicans may be that team on the move to go to Vegas. They need to be. They're terrible. The fan base is horrible. And I'm gonna bring in my guy Jake, my producer Jake, because it, we talked about this off off air. Yes, we did. And he was telling me when you
3: went to New Orleans. Now, what did you see in New Orleans? Because you were there for a whole week. <laughs> I was. There, so I was. You. You, were, you was mobile. You were mobile. Absolutely. I was all over the city. And what I discovered was I saw Saints jerseys. I saw their their minor league ball team, the baseball team. I, in one week, and I promise you this, on my life, I did not see one person wearing any Pelicans gear at all. No jerseys, no hats, nothing. So let me get this straight. Zion had the top 10 selling jerseys. Right. Correct?
1: And you mean to tell me, you spent, and you went all over New Orleans. I, I mean, was everywhere. Where, okay, and
3: you didn't see not one not, Zion Williamson jersey? Not one. I, I, and and maybe people like where he's from wearing them. I don't know. People outside the market. I was at French Quarter. I was at Jackson Square. I was Louis Armstrong Park. I was active all over the city. I didn't see one Pelicans jersey anywhere. I'm okay. telling you the truth.
1: So, Okay. Which tells me two things. One, that's a terribly ran organization. Right. And Gail Benson does not know what the hell she's doing, which I've said that umpteen times. (laughs) Two, David Griffin is suspect as a GM. Now, he knows how to get those picks, much like Danny Ainge knows how to get picks in Boston. Right. But what I will say is this. That tells me they're on the move. And here's the thing with that. I hope to God they move to Vegas because Vegas is a growing sports metropolis. You look at the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders now. You look at the Las Vegas Aces and the WNBA. Would they probably be the first team to bring a championship to the city of Vegas? You look at the Golden Knights who just a year removed from going to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, their fan
3: base is crazy.
1: And, they, and their, their games are hype. Absolutely. They lost to Montreal. I don't know what the hell happened. Cause yeah. I had I, I had I had Vegas going back to the Stanley Cup Finals. I thought they would anyway. too, yeah. Damn bums. Anyway, <laughs> and then there's talk of the Oakland A's moving to Las Vegas, which I do see that happening in the next couple of few years as well. So they're going to be a growing sports metropolis. So what's missing from the Las from the city of Las Vegas? That's a growing and it's, and it's a growing media market, by the way, too. Yes, it is. Yeah, the NBA. Exactly. The NBA has been doing a study. For the last, I believe, seven or eight years. Yes. What team would be better than the than the New Orleans Pelicans to go to Las Vegas with two stars if you could pull it off? Even if you just had Zion. You don't think Zion would be happy in Las Vegas? Oh, of course he would. With all that attention? Absolutely. I'm just, I mean, you got a young kid who's 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 dynamite, who can play through shoes. <laughs> And this kid is is a, is a star is 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 star quality all written all over. Absolutely. Say what you want, but Zion is a star. He was a star at Duke. He made people he made Duke digestible. Yeah, because I, he played at Duke. And I can't stand Duke at all. And he made Duke di- digestible for you to be actually pulling for Duke because of yeah, Zion.
3: I watched every game he played.
1: So what do you think is going to happen in Las Vegas? How are they going to nurture and shower him? in Vegas. You don't think the people in Vegas are gonna nurture, you don't think Mark Davis is gonna put his arm around him and say, hey buddy, welcome to Vegas. Like he does Asia Wilson and everybody else. Yep. Come on, man, it's it's simple. Then you go get, get, get an expansion franchise in Seattle.
3: Which by the way, I was in Seattle also. And, and what did you see in Seattle? Unlike New Orleans, all through Seattle, I saw nothing but Sonic's gear. Of course, they're going to ride for the Seahawks and their Mariners. Not as much. But Sonic's gear on sale everywhere near the stadium, the football stadium, um, near Key Arena. Everywhere I went where there's touristy, uh, like, uh, souvenirs, Sonic's gear everywhere. And people wearing it, too.
1: Interesting. Like they're still playing sure, there. <laughs> and a friend of mine who went up there, he said he also saw people wearing Storm gear like Brianna Stewart oh, yeah. and, and Sue Bird. So I said, okay. And that's a basketball city, by the
3: way. Absolutely. A great and place to so watch
1: ball. And they just have an expansion NHL franchise in the Seattle Kraken. So, again, another growing sports city. Absolutely. But a sports city that still supports a team that's that Clay Barnett stole like a thief in the night uh, and moved him to OKC.
3: That's still better about
1: that. Okay. So what do you think is gonna happen, folks? What do you think is gonna happen? So you move Seattle, you move New Orleans to the west, move Minnesota and Memphis to the east. But Damian Lillard needs to be the hell up out of Portland. Trade that man. Trade him to New Orleans, or I have another destination that he may be traded to, and I'll get to that on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on SiriusXM Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned.
0: This is Sirius Exam 145 Slam Radio.
4: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
5: We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
2: Good morning, Amigo.
5: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security
0: is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits,
4: Taxpayer expense.
2: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? Tell me, don't? It won't? Impossible? And uh, the word can't is the word can, and the word don't is the word do, and the word won't is the word won, and in the word impossible is possible. So what are you telling? You're telling, you You know, that that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win take those losses you got to take those hits there has got to be the valleys the peaks the ups the downs in order for you to when it does happen you go wow you know this is what it's all about
0: on behalf of all of us here at slam radio we would like to thank you pitbull for making this dream become a reality
1: all right, y'all, welcome back to the final segment of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on SiriusXM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit me up on Twitter, at NickHamilton213. Also at www.nightcastmedia.com. That's N-I-T-E-C-A-S-T-M-E-D-I-A.com. Your gateway to sports, pop culture, tech, and lifestyle from a person of color perspective. All right. Damien Lillard. As I said before the break, I gave you one de- possible destination that Damian Lillard could go if he stay if he's if he decides to ask for a trade out of Portland, which is like pulling teeth. Uh, my second destination, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Damian Lillard gonna be on the Olympic team? Who's on the Olympic roster? Is Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum on the Olympic roster? Hmm. When you're on the Olympic roster, you build a camaraderie, you build a brotherhood. You listen to the stories of guys like Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony, how they were on two Olympic teams—the redeemed team and then the Olympic team in 2012—and how they just dominated everybody. But they don't—they don't talk about just being at the Olympics and obviously capturing gold. It's the events leading up to the Olympics. It's the workouts. It's the team plane ride. It's the hotel. The the Olympic village, being able to build camaraderie, being able to build a a, a lasting uh, friendship, maybe cultivating some early relationships. It's all about the brotherhood that you develop. And when you're on the Olympic team, guys like Kevin Durant, um, Chris Middleton, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, who else is on the team? Um, I want to say Draymond Green, who's also on the team. Right. And you build friendships. You want to play with guys because you get it's fun to play with those guys. It's you you you're having so much fun blowing out teams. It's almost easy. As soon as you step on the court, you know you're gonna win. Right. So you build that chemistry, you build, you know, that roster. Right. Um, so what we're doing is we're looking at possible destinations for Damian Lillard and I'm saying look man you have Jason Tatum you have Bradley Bill these guys are friends you don't think you can see Bradley Bill and Jason Tatum and Damian Lillard in Boston and if you see that roster and they're willing to give up Jalen Brown and a bunch of picks because again they have a bunch of first round picks to go to either team the Wizards and the Portland Trail Blazers. Why wouldn't you make that move? You owe Damien. If you're Neil O'Shea, you owe Damien Lillard that. And if they're playing in Boston in the East next year, they're my favorite to at least make the conference finals in the East. And that's a contender. Help get this man a championship. And I think Boston may be a better situation for him if they get Jalen Brown, excuse me, uh, Bradley Beal with Jason Tatum and him. That's a definite big three the hard way. All right, y'all, I got an appetite.
3: Jake Water, Yes, sir. Are you ready? Are you hungry? Hell yeah, I'm hungry. Let's eat. All right. Jameel Hill continues to build her media empire, the Unbothered Network, which aims to elevate the voices and stories of black women. How do you see this working out? I
1: think it's going to be great. First of all, congratulations to Jamel Hill. Uh, when it comes to what she's been able to accomplish, I know she's suffered a lot of ridicule, right? Uh, a lot of trolling, a lot of harassment. Um, you know, a lot of different things that go on. I think it's going to be a great opportunity for her to expand. I'm always happy for anybody. I mean, she's definitely been a foot in the on the culture. Yes, I mean for the culture, I should say. Uh, I think she's done a phenomenal job. She's an accomplished journalist. Um, there's some things I, di- I disagree with her on, and I've said that, but I've also still, has not stopped me from supporting what she's doing. So I'm glad to see she's opened the door for more black women and women of color to get their stories out there. But I also hope she has some opportunities for brothers, too. But right. you definitely need the opportunities, too. Absolutely. I agree.
3: But good for her, man. You know, she's always on the cusp of everything, and she has her finger on the pulse, and I think she's going to do well with that network, in my opinion. Absolutely, My man Chauncey Billups is scheduled to become the next Blazers head coach with Jason Kidd now as the next Mavs head coach. How do you think these two will do on the sidelines? And who has the most pressure to win faster?
1: Uh, I'm going to say the most pressure to win faster is probably going to be Chauncey Billups because we got to figure out what's going to happen with Damian Lillard. And then if Damian decides to stay, now you got to figure out how to build a contender around Damian Lillard. And how how much time do you have not much time at all i think jason kidd took the easiest less pressure job oh, yeah. with the dallas mavericks because all you have to deal with luca you can move porzingis because there have been some reports that these two don't like each other duh <laughs> uh so i think if you can move porzingis at some point build around luca continue to, to deal with that core with finney smith and, and tim hardaway jr and those guys and get them some more some more defenders Maybe get a couple of shooters. Maybe get some veteran presence on the bench. Right. I think you have a contend. You know, a playoff, a serious playoff contending team that can actually move beyond the first round. Um, but I think it's the pressure is not on Jason Kidd. It's going to be eyeballs on Jason Kidd because there are a lot of people that don't, you know, care for him because of the the things that have happened right uh, 15, 20 years ago with him in a domestic violence issue, which is very serious, by mm-hmm, the way.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but he has not, to my knowledge, he hasn't done anything beyond the unfortunate incident that took place between him and now his ex-wife with those issues. So I think the man deserves a chance. Um, But Chauncey Billups, the same thing, there's been controversy about him, there's something that took place in 1997 where he settled, I believe, out of court on an alleged sexual assault case. Um, Listen, he's Chauncey is well liked by the players. Yes, he is. He's well revered. That's why there was talks at one point of him being an executive. And I think at one point he will be an executive at some point. Yes. Um, he's had coaching opportunities before, but he chose broadcasting, which I think he did a really great job at broadcasting. Um, I think he's done a great job with the, with the Clippers and his, his assistant role, but I think it's time for him to step up and really get out there and do what he needs to do. And Chauncey's not afraid of challenges. At I think all. that's one of the reasons why he took this job. Yeah. I think he, 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 he embraces the challenge. I think he's, He's the kind of guy that gravitates people in locker rooms. Uh, when you talk about the days of him playing in Detroit or Denver, uh, there was reports of him gravitating—you, you, you know—gravitating. Guys were gravitating towards him rather right. uh, in various locker rooms. So, I think it's going to be—you know—it's going to be. Uh, you know, it's gonna be a, hopefully, it's going to be a good fit for him. But the pressure is definitely
3: on Boop Boop Phillips. And he signed a five-year deal on top of it, so they got some confidence in him. So, yeah. Real talk. We should see how that how that works out. All right. Mm-hmm. The BET Awards were this past weekend. When we saw you, you were all over the place, man. You were out and about, bro. I saw you, you know, puffing cigars, drinking, living a good life. Where's my invite? Anyways, what performances impressed you the most? <laughs> I'm going to address that little comment <laughs> you just made just now. First of all, I tried to get you to come out, did I not? You did, you did. I okay, was, I was right. working. I was working. <laughs> I was working. All right, cool. So, but I
1: was—you th- were there in spirit. I had you in mind. That's why I had the cigar because I, I, I had you in mind. <laughs> but no, um, listen, the B- it, it was, it was, it was weird because it didn't, it didn't feel like a, a BET Awards typical weekend. I know there were a couple people out there on the carpet, yeah, and they were saying how it didn't, it wasn't the exact same because I know BET was very strict on some of their rules and regulations because of the COVID-19 oh, yeah. pandemic situation. Um, I think they may be more relaxed in 2022 as we get back to this new normal, whatever that's going to be. Um, people start coming out more and more. But I think also, too, um, you know, I enjoy some of the performances. Like, I like the Migos performance. Um, Cardi B announced that she's going to be expecting baby Yeah, that number was two. huge, yeah. So congratulations to her, for sure, <laughs> uh, her and Offset. Um, I, I like the Lifetime Achievement Award they gave Queen Latifah.
3: Fully deserved. Um,
1: she will always be Khadijah for living single to me. <laughs> um, that's just, I'm just a huge living single fan. But, you know, she's done a great job with uh, the Equalizer, number one show on CBS in yeah. her time slot. So yeah. congratulations to her and all the, I mean, what she the, 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 the trailblazer she's been for women in in, in music and entertainment and hip-hop. Um, that can't be denied. At so all. Yes. I thought that was great. The tribute to DMX I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the tribute to all the fallen people that we lost in 2021 I thought, and even from 2020, they brought some things from 2020 as well. I thought it was great, right? Um, just to highlight and 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 give those people their flowers. Her, I think I think hers phenomenal. Uh, love, she's a love t- talented art. Yeah, she's she's a talented artist for sure. Um, you know, Kirk Franklin, little baby, I I, I wasn't nah, yeah nah. that was that. Wasn't that I, nah. I couldn't get with that. I tried.
3: No, you know, I it, tried. It was awkward to watch and awkward to listen to. That, yeah, I tried. That, that's my opinion, man. <laughs> but
1: shout out to Roddy Rich, man. Roddy Rich had, he had, a, had a great hell of a performance. performance. Yes, he did. Dude, Roddy Rich is that dude. I told people, Roddy Rich is out of here. I, I, shout out to DJ Head who put me up on Roddy Rich. And I'm sure a lot of other people out there he put up on Roddy Rich early on before he oh, yeah. took off to the stratosphere. Uh, Roddy Rich is just an incredible artist, man. He's just. He's the future, man. I mean, what man. can you say? Man? He's the future. He's from the you West, say? you know? He represents. Yeah, Compton representing. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Thank you so much, sir. That was the moment's brunch for this week. Now, I'll get into very quickly while I have some time left, my Milk Carton All-Star of the Week. And it goes to none other than Drew Holiday of the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, Drew Holiday, even in the blowout win against the Hawks, even against the, the, in the in the win on Sunday night. Not the Drew Holiday I expected. To be such a talented, true point guard. I expected more out of Drew Holiday. I really did. And I'm disappointed. And it, it, it hurts me a little bit to have to give this man this award. But I'm going to give it to him anyway because I'm no respecter of persons. If you if you crap to bed, I'm going to give you the Milk cardin All-Star Award because... I can't see you. Where are you? Have you seen me? That's what we're asking. Where the hell are you? Because I don't know. He's gonna have to step up his game. I need. To, I need some more. He's a scoring point guard, but I need to see some more. Some 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 more interaction with Drew, Drew Holiday, man. This is not the Drew Holiday I've seen at time, in games prior. This ain't it. So my milk card All Star Award goes to none other. None other. Then Milwaukee Bucks guard Drew holiday alright you All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. I appreciate it. If you missed any portion of it, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. I'd like to thank the great people over at SiriusXM and Slam Radio for allowing me the opportunity. Everybody at Nightcast Media and producer and engineer extraordinaire, Jake Warner, a.k.a. Big Brother Jake. And I'd like to thank all of you for taking time out of your schedule to listen to me. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA and on Twitter at NickHamilton213. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash TV, where you see all the in- exclusive interviews, everything you need to see in the world of sports, pop culture, lifestyle, everything you want to see, and also nightcastmedia.com. All right, y'all. I'm out. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Take care of yourselves until next week.
0: The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.